This is the Responsible Sports Podcast, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. In this episode, we welcome Ryan McDonough. Responsible Sports is a program dedicated to supporting youth sport coaches and parents who help our children succeed both on and off the field. Each episode, our host Jim Thompson, CEO of Positive Coaching Alliance, will be joined by professional coaches, Olympians, world-class athletes, general managers, and leading youth sports experts who share their insights from their own sports careers. In this podcast, Tina Sire, Chief Impact Officer of Positive Coaching Alliance, steps in for Jim and talks with Ryan McDonough, U.S. Olympic hockey hopeful. That's why the league is in place with rules and there's people there to make decisions in these situations and you just have to leave that up to them and and try and go about your business and, and get back to uh, trying to help your team win the next game. Ryan talks about playing multiple sports throughout high school and why he stayed in high school during his senior year instead of joining a higher level league. He also discusses how he kept his cool after Matt Cook's illegal hit in 2011. Ryan, I want to start off by introducing you to our responsible sports audience. Ryan McDonough was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, where he attended Creighton Durham High School. In his junior year, he helped his team to its first ever state hockey championship. In his senior year, he was awarded the 2007 Minnesota Mr. Hockey Award, which is given to the top hockey player in the state. In the 2007 NHL entry draft, Ryan was selected 12th overall by the Montreal Canadiens. In June 2009, his rights were traded to the New York Rangers, and shortly thereafter, he decided to forego his senior season at the University of Wisconsin by signing an entry-level contract with the Rangers. Ryan played his first NHL game for the Rangers in January of 2011. And on April 9, 2011, he scored the game-winning goal against the New Jersey Devils to give the Rangers the eighth and final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. In July 2013, Ryan re-signed with the Rangers to a six-year extension, and he is currently at the 2013 U.S. Men's National Team Camp in Arlington, Virginia, where 48 players are vying for 25 spots on the eventual U.S. Olympic team traveling to Sochi in 2014. Ryan, thanks so, so much for joining the Responsible Sports audience and me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Well done on that uh, biography as well. <laughs> well, it was an easy one. You've got a lot to write about. Hard to be concise. So, so growing up in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm curious if you played a bunch of different sports or if it was just ice hockey from the beginning. No, no. I grew up uh, you know, playing football and baseball, and um, my, uh, my uncle was an NFL quarterback, so I kind of grew up watching football at a young age, and um, my high school is probably well-known more for football players coming out of there than, than hockey players. So, um, yeah, I played football all the way through my sophomore year of high school, and in baseball I ended up playing all the way through my senior year of high school, and we actually we actually won the state tournament in baseball my senior year. So um, it was kind of a good, good way to cap off, uh, you know, graduating and stuff like that uh, with my friends there. You know, we get a lot of questions from parents where they have a coach of a certain sport say, you know, if your child specialized right now, um, you know, he would have a chance at getting a college scholarship. Um, and it's really enticing and, you know, to have your kids start playing year-round and drop other sports. Um, but I'm hearing from you that, you know, you played football through your sophomore year, baseball through your senior year. 
Um, what's your take on sort of specialization and when the time is right to do that? Well, I think, I mean, you'll you'll naturally, um, you know, my parents never forced me to, to decide anything, and I, I naturally, uh, you know, just, just went about playing sports. That's what I knew what to do, really. Um, you know, I, I did let go f- with football, um, you know, my, after my sophomore season, you know, just because I felt, um, you know, for, there were some fall hockey leagues that would be would be good for me for exposure-wise. But, um, you know, baseball never really, um, you know, interrupted, uh, you know, kind of anything that, that was going on with hockey. So I, I wanted to stick with that. But, you know, the main thing is that you can you can just create uh, a little bit more versatility overall, as an athlete by playing all, uh, multiple sports and um, you create more relationships and, and more memories and, and that's mm-hmm. the, the most important thing is, is uh, as those memories that you make. So you talked about your uncle, you know, being a professional football player and there's such a strong football tradition at your high school. Was it hard to make that choice to play ice hockey and not focus on football? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously being from Minnesota, it's it's kind of known as, as the state of hockey as well. And, and, yeah. um, so there, there's a, there's plenty of hockey players going around there, obviously with the long winters and such, um, hockey's played all over the state. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, too foreign to my uncle. I mean, he grew up in Minnesota and, and played, you know, pond hockey and stuff too. So he was, he wasn't against it or, or anything like that. And, and obviously my family was very supportive no matter what, what happened. And, you know, I've obviously been fortunate enough to, to make a living here uh, playing hockey, and it's just a, a dream come true. That's wonderful. So so inside Responsible Sports, we often talk about how parents can best support their kids in sports, and I'm curious what advice you would give hockey parents um, when it comes to giving their kids both whatever they need to perform their best on the ice and then also just to enjoy the sport to its fullest. Well, obviously, I, I you know can't thank my parents enough for, for all the efforts they put in, and Obviously, I think the first thing is, you know, the first thing you can say is, is is the amount of effort that is required. I mean, there's so much, you know, driving to different sports venues and tournaments and out-of-town tournaments. And, and, I mean, obviously the expenses, staying in hotels, food, eating. I mean, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. And, you know, you, you obviously have to have the effort to, to help give your kids that, that opportunity to play. And, and obviously, you know, when you're playing, I think my parents were always so positive. Um, mm. You know, it seemed like if I were, you know, struck out four times in baseball or we lost a game 6 nothing in hockey, um, they seemed to, sign, to find something good to say to me after a game. And, um, mm. you know, I think it's been a big reason why I've, I've been able to to be successful in hockey is I, I try and stay positive at all times, and it, and it helps your, your attitude mentally as a whole. When when kids make a mistake, um, especially when they're younger, one of the things we notice is they sneak a peek at their parents, you know, and what's that parental reaction. And I'm curious what you would see, you know, when you would look and, you know, if you, um, one of your rare mistakes, I'm sure, um, snuck a peek at your parents, what sort of things would you see in the stands at, in that kind of moment? Oh, he would always, you know, my mom and dad, they'd always say, you know, listen to your coach. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're with your teammates. It, it's... Um, you know that they tried to to kind of stay, you know, uh, kind of keep that separation that's needed. Uh, obviously, you know, they're not the coach. Sometimes my dad was the coach, but more times than not, he he wasn't. But um, you know, he was able to to maintain a good kind of independence away. He said, you know what, you got to listen to what your coach says, and 
you know, if he makes a decision and you've got to go with it and, and support your teammates and, and that's the main thing. And, and um, you know, it's really just, uh, you know, being there, being there for support, um, but really not trying to, uh, you know, get too complex with anything. That's what the coach is for. And, and, um, and your parents should be there to support you no matter what. Yep, yep. Um, well, you obviously found a lot of success early um, where you were named Mr. Hockey for Minnesota in 2007. And I'm curious what that experience was like and, and how that recognition um, may have impacted your own expectations for yourself and then others' expectations for you. Well, obviously, I mean, the, the way the hockey is kind of developing here, there's there's a lot more leagues a lot more opportunities you can make uh you know different choices and where you want to go with your career path and um you know being from minnesota the high school league is is very strong and um you know there was some pressure to go play in the ushl there's you know mm-hmm. opportunities to go play in canada and, and the junior leagues there and um you know i ultimately decided to stay and graduate from my from my high school in in, in st paul and um you know that opportunity uh to win that award during the hockey season, um, you know, it's definitely something I consider. There's some great players that have won in the past. And, you know, to be able to win that just kind of, you know, was maybe a little bit of a personal reward for, you know, making that decision to stay um, mm-hmm. in, in, at high school. Obviously, there, you know, there's some family tradition from graduating from that high school that was important to me, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to continue that. Um, so, but to, to win that award was, was pretty unique. It's, you know, not um, – there's not many awards like that, and um, you know, obviously, we wish we could have repeated a state championship again, and, and that would have been unbelievable. But to to win that too as a senior was was pretty special. That's great. So, so how did you make that decision to stay? And when there was pressure on you to move on, is that something you discussed with your parents and your coaches? And can you tell us just a little bit about how you you did make that decision to stay? Yeah, it was obviously a lot of. You know, just kind of going through a simple notepad, you know, positives and negatives. It, it, it's never really always, never was too complex with my family. Um, you know, they left it completely up to me. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to have one more year with my friends and, and you know, play baseball one more year because, you know, I haven't been able to swing a baseball bat in a long time now here since mm-hmm. been sticking with hockey. So, um, you know, there's little things in life that, you obviously have to give up when you when you get older, and I was able to uh, you know, graduate with my friends, and um, you know I knew ultimately that I was in a I was in a spot too where I could still develop as a hockey player, you know, with that hockey league there in Minnesota, and then there, there's a fall league with that uh, that goes on in Minnesota that um, you can get exposure for 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 different things, and you know I thought that no matter what, if, if I'm working hard, it doesn't matter where I'm at, and um, what's meant to be will be, and Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm good enough, you know, they'll find me, they'll come watch me play and it doesn't matter, you know, who I'm playing against, it, you know, ultimately it's, it's how I'm performing or, or playing at that time, um, is, is going to, what is going to make me, you know, continue on with a career here. So yeah. it, it wasn't too, you know, it wasn't too difficult at times. I mean, there's, there's opportunities you give up and you, you can say, what if, what if that, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't regret any any decisions I made thus far, so it's been great. That's great. So um, you also played on multiple U.S. junior teams, and I'm curious what it was like to alternate between those teams and then, you know, coming back to a college team or an AHL team. 
and sort of moving between the, the international experience and then the pro experience, like what, what that was like for the college experience. Yeah, anytime you get an opportunity to to play in an international tournament, you want to you want to jump on that for sure. And um, they're so unique, so special. I mean, just rare opportunities to wear a USA jersey. It's uh, it's a great honor. So um, you know, there was never a point where I was going to give that up to to you know stay and play. You know, in college or, or not like or something like that. But you know, our coaches at college and and other levels before. You know they want you to go play in those those tournaments. That's that's what you dream about is playing for your country. So mm-hmm. um, there was always great support for that. And you know your teammates, even though you leave them for a short time, you know they're very supportive and they want to see you uh, you know, represent the country as well. So it, it's a good feeling. You know, was it was it hard to sort of be playing at that really elite level, that international level, where you're sort of with the best of the best? And then to come back still to an elite level, but maybe not at that same level. And and how do you handle that yourself, sort of moving between those two levels? I don't know. I mean, it's you know they're different different styles of games. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know they're a little bit more maybe skill game and strategic game at, at the international level, and um, you know the college level is a lot more strength, bigger mm-hmm. guys, uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more physical. So. Um, you know, it all bides well overall when you're when you're trying to develop, to develop your game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's really, I mean, they're they're all intense games regardless of the, the style or, or wherever you're at, whether it be overseas or or at Wisconsin where I was. So it's um, it's all been a great experience and and something that's helped me, you know, being able to adapt and adjust to a pro life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inside responsible sports, we often talk about having a mastery approach to sport um, where an athlete is always striving to get better. And I'm sure that some of the, you know, the youth listening to this call will think, you know, Ryan doesn't have anything. You know, he's at, he's at the top of his game. He has no, nothing to improve. But I bet there are some parts of your game that you're working on. And I'm curious if you can share with our audience, you know, what are a few things where you would like to get better? Everything. <laughs> if there was a button I could push to improve everything, it would be it would be simple. But no, it, there's um, you know, you can always improve your conditioning level. is so big at the pro level because there's so many games in a short amount of time. So mm-hmm. conditioning has been a big thing I've learned over time. Um, being able to recover, you know, between games. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as on the ice stuff, you know, working on my my shooting and, and puck mm-hmm. skills as a defenseman, that's so important. You don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. To, to handle the puck with, when the forwards are coming down on you, so mm-hmm. anything you can you can learn to do at a quicker pace will only help you be that much more successful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so, so another big thing we talk about inside responsible sports is honoring the game, and we define that as having respect for um, the acronym ROOTS, where we say we want athletes to respect the rules, their opponents, the officials, their teammates, and themselves. And um, when I thought about this and about you, um, I thought, you know, many of the hockey fans who are listening will remember the illegal hit uh, you received from the Penguins forward Matt Cook back in 2011, uh, which resulted in him being suspended for 10 regular season games and then the first round of the playoffs. And I'm curious if you could just reflect back on that time um, with our listeners and sort of give players and coaches, maybe even parents, um, tips for how to handle that sort of situation? Oh, obviously when it happened, um, you know, I, I 
I know the player isn't trying to intentionally hurt me. He's it's a fast paced game and you know, you just gotta react and, and um you know, things that are, are gonna happen at times that um you know, you wish you could get back and you know, right away, um the day after um, you know, thinking about, you know, how to approach it, you know, I would just try to put myself in his shoes and and um you know what what um you know what he's feeling thinking and then basically you know just learned that you know it's out of your control you know what happened happened and you know it was up to the league to decide it wasn't like um you know I had any decision make you know you know process in the decision making or anything like that so um you know myself I just tried to uh try and keep um you know low low key and not make it uh a big deal cuz you know that it it really shouldn't be a big deal i mean and obviously you're unfortunate you don't want to see anyone suspended and and lose games you know trying to help their team but um that's why the league is in place with rules and there's people there to make decisions in these situations and you just have to leave that up to them and and try and go about your business and and get back to uh trying to help your team win the next game so you um you sound incredibly zen and evolved um with that answer and I feel like I'd love it if, you know, a majority of coaches and parents and players would have that kind of reaction in that moment. Um you know, unfortunately I think a lot of people you know get angry and get hot and are concerned about their player and um even though that's not you um, could you give those coaches some advice, you know, and, and those players for right in that moment when something like this happens, how do you keep your cool and get to a point where you are, you know, where you can sort of say it's out of my control, I'm going to be low-key, I'm going to let, you know, someone else handle it and let the rules work um, when that emotion inside you maybe is telling you something different? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we were still in the middle of a game and we were towards the end end of the season and, you know, you're, everybody's trying to make the playoffs, so ultimately i thought you know heck we had a we had a power play and the guy scored a couple of goals on it and you know that, i think that's the best way to approach it is mm. you try and win the game and yeah um you know beat him on the scoreboard as opposed to you know doing something else yeah on the ice um you know to get back and and revenge the the best thing to do is win the game and you know then the, the questions are that much easier answered um elsewise yeah that's great. So so take it out on them on the ice and win the game. I like that. Yeah. Um, so so right now we're actually talking um, with you in Virginia um, at the U.S. Men's National Team Camp um, competing for a spot on the 2014 Olympic team. And I'm curious what your approach is to this time and if you feel like there are things our listeners can learn um, that might inform them about how they approach tryouts or like a similar period in their lives where maybe they're, um, you know, vying for a spot and, um, and working hard to, you know, whether that's an ice hockey team or a soccer team, or maybe even, you know, the lead role in a, in a play. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, at my stage, you've been to different things where, you know, a group of players from all over are at, are together at one spot, um, you know, competing or, you know, vying for positions and whatnot. Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is you've got to be yourself. You can't try and be something you're not and, and be this all-all, be-all um, mm. you know, person. You know, you're here for a reason. You got invited here you know, because of the person you are and the player you are. And You have to be honest with them. I mean, ultimately, we're all here because we're trying to win a gold medal here in, in, mm-hmm. at the end of February. And um, the biggest thing we've talked is, is you, you've got to be honest with each other as players and 
players to coaches, coaches to players. Um, you know, there's going to be guys for here for certain roles, mm-hmm. and it might not be something that you're used to, but you know, a coach coach feels that you can excel in it, and you've you've got to do your best to do that. So, yeah. um, it's really just you know not trying to overcomplicate anything, and and really just try and help help the ultimate goal here of, of why everyone's here right now. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, can you give us a specific example, maybe of a, and you don't have to use names, but of a player where they may have come in with one mindset about what they were there to contribute, and the coaches have a different role in mind? Oh yeah, we've talked talked a couple times already here in our short short start to this camp about. I mean, everybody here is is big impact role players. You know, maybe probably first first top two lines, top three mm-hmm. line players and mm-hmm. you know, ultimately not everybody's gonna be out uh on the first line or you know, gonna play power plays or penalty kills. You might only get six, seven, eight minutes of ice time in a game. Um right. but you know, when you have those when you have those minutes they're they're just as important as uh any other minute and could be the deciding factor in a game and so that's why um you know we've talked that you know Everybody here is is big big role players on their teams in the NHL, but your role might change, and you've got to you've got to just try and strive and, and be the best you can at that. That's great. That's great. Is there anything else like advice that you would give a hockey coach, uh, maybe who's about to start coaching kids for the first time, um, to really help make that experience wonderful for those kids, so they're going to want to come back and play hockey the next season? I mean, really, just. You know, you gotta you gotta try and have fun every day. Obviously, you know, every day as a pro, there's there's a lot of hard work and early morning workouts and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But if you make them fun and you know you you make it some sort of uh, reward, you know, maybe if it's a uh, you know a day where a conditioning day and you gotta run sprints or you're skating laps, you know, maybe at the end of them you you play a quick uh, you know mini game and that and you kind of put your work in to get rewarded. That's kind mm-hmm. of the motto. Um, you know, I've kind of grown up with my parents and, and coaches at, at a youth level. Is you know, there's work days and it's going to be tough. And but you know, as long as everybody on the team is doing it and doing it together, you know, you'll get rewarded. Um, you know, both that day and, and hopefully uh, by winning games and, and winning trophies and and all that good stuff. That's a great note to end on, um, Ryan. I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time with me today to share with our Responsible Sports listeners all these tips and and stories and insights, and I know it's really going to help a lot of these folks in the future. So thank you so much, and we'll be keeping our eyes on you for Sochi and beyond. Good deal. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Ryan. To learn more about Responsible Sports, visit ResponsibleSports.com. You'll find valuable Responsible Sport parenting and Responsible Coaching Guides, downloadable tools and worksheets, and helpful advice from leading youth sports experts. Music for this podcast has been generously provided by APM Music.